Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm stepping in for Bobby Burton today. My name is Joe Cook, and joining me is Justin Wells. And on today's show, we're about a week into Texas football training camp, and there's already been some small but noticeable shakeups, or I guess big, considering who we're talking about. Big shape up shakeups on the Texas offensive line. Um, small shape-ups regarding big humans. There we go. Uh, <laughs> in addition to that, uh, Rashawn Johnson made a, a very interesting list compiled by a very uh, respected uh, college football reporter uh, that was announced on on Wednesday. So we'll get into those topics. So Justin, how's it? Uh, how's it going up in East Texas? Well, I'll say this much. Yesterday, I was at Longview's practice, and it was the first practice of the fall camp that wasn't 100 degrees. And uh, it was pouring rain, and I absolutely loved it. And so um, it's going, It's not as hot today. We've, we've had rain for the last few days, and so it's kind of cooling things off. And it, it's, it's much hotter in Austin, and it's much hotter right. on that practice field. And, and that depth chart on the offensive line is about as hot as it gets right now. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and start there because uh, that's, that's the, big, the big news we want to talk about. Um, I think whenever we started viewing things at camp, you and I got to look at the first couple days. We haven't had one since uh, since last Thursday. Uh, but the, the what we were able to see was a left-to-right line of Andre Karich, uh, Hayden Connor, Jake Majors, Junior Angulau, and Christian Jones. And based off some reports that you and Eric Naline put together on Inside Texas – uh, there's already been some some shakeups there on the offensive line, uh, specifically how it pertains to some of the uh, interplay between the guard and center positions. Um, we know Junior Angulau can can be more than just a guard. He can play both guard spots, but it sounds like they're asking him to do a little bit more uh, over these past few days. You know, the center position has been kind of the most focused in the first two weeks. And, and, it, and I think it just goes to show how important that position is on the offensive line and how, uh, how much priority uh, Kyle Flood and, and Coach Sark are putting on that spot. Um, if you look back at some of the, the offensive lines in the last few years at Alabama, R. Ian Boyd made a really good point to us earlier about Landon Dickerson being one of the, the last centers that Flood had at Alabama. And he was 6'6", 330 pounds. I was, I was surprised. And I remember him as that Florida State, the guy that transferred from Florida State. I didn't remember him being that big, but it makes sense because I believe we looked up Junior and Juniors were sitting at about 6'5", 6'6", 320, 330. So it kind of ties in to what they want. This is what Coach Flood wants. He's recruited to his style. He's recruited to Sark's offense to fit, and this is what he wants. And so by getting Junior at center, he gets a lot bigger, a lot stronger, and he also allows – You've got a guy and you've got a couple freshmen in Cole Hudson and Kelvin Banks that are pushing for reps with the first team. They are pushing um, as much as any of the, of the young freshmen. And you're going to see more and more of those guys, I believe, come to fruition. You're going to see Cam Williams, Devon Campbell, and, and those guys, Malik Ogbo. But right now, Cole Hudson's running with the ones at right guard. And that's substantial because you had some incumbents. You had a Jake Majors at center, which allowed Angle out to, to, to play at guard. You've got Christian Jones and, and Carriage on the outside at the tackle spots. Hayden Connor, you know, at the left guard, he was he came back from last year, and so it's a good, it, it's a really good sign if you're a Texas fan because you're seeing competition, you're seeing depth, you're seeing you need ten solid guys you can go into battle with every Saturday, and that's what Flood's trying to find right now. And if that 
if that mixture happens to be junior at center and you wrote a great story on junior, I believe it was yesterday or day before kind of talking about this being his last hurrah because the NFL, he projects pretty much at center in the NFL. And so I, I think this is a win-win across the board and you got to give, you know, you got to give Hudson credit. This is a kid that enrolled early, got in the system early, learned the system early he has a head up on, on all these other freshmen, offensive linemen, and he may not be as heralded as these others, but man, he's made an impression on this staff, on this team, in this program. And so they're, they're juggling those guys. They're, they're mixing and matching. And this scrimmage on Saturday, Joe, I think is going to really be a tell for the remainder of camp. Who gets the most reps that last two weeks heading into week one? Yeah, are you are you surprised that Hudson? I mean, like like you and Eric wrote, he was taking reps at first team right guard, and uh, that you know put Junior Angulao at center, and that relegated Jake Majors to the second five at least uh, for a, a good amount. Are you are you surprised that of all seven, uh, that Cole Hudson was the first to? I mean, at least in some parts of practice crack the starting lineup or do you think that you know the advantage he had from enrolling early uh made it make sense that he be one that could uh start seeing some playing time against some higher rated guys like Ned Umio Zulu Kelvin Banks or DJ Campbell it's it you know it, it was a it's a little surprising if you view it from signing day and you see the 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 you see the guys, the names, the star rankings, all that kind of all that kind of fun stuff. That would be a little surprising to you. But if you followed him in the spring, you saw a trend. You saw how he was moving up the depth chart day after day. And this kid is not only playing right guard; he's also playing center. Like he he got snaps with the second team center along with Logan Parr. And so he he's he's they're they're cross training this kid. That makes him valuable that makes him an asset and that makes him that gives him the ability to play a little bit early so I'm a little surprised because those other guys came in with a lot more um, hoopla around them but if you followed it in the spring and, and you stayed close enough to the program and understood kind of where everybody was with that setting it's not that surprising Cole Hudson has made a pretty strong impression uh, especially on that offensive line and in with that offensive group he is a very smart kid he comes from a, a family of professional, you know, his father was a professional athlete. So Cole treats this like a job. He treats it like this is his job. He's going to be the first in every rep. He's going to be the first in every meeting room. That's just how Cole handles it. And so this is a kid that didn't care about star rankings. All he cared about was getting in, learning the system, getting the trust from his teammates and doing the very best he could. So to say I was surprised around signing day, sure. Surprised to, to, to today in mid-August, no. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and that's not to, you know, say anything ill of the job that any of those other guys are doing. I mean, uh, like we mentioned, Kelvin Banks is already working his way up to the second team, right. pushing Andre Carrick. Uh, Cam Williams, I saw him take some reps with the second team at right tackle. And, you know, you see the pictures of him, but I think it's seeing him move makes it even more impressive what he's able to do. And 
kind of speaks a little bit about what uh, uh, Kyle Flood is looking for. I kind of listened to some Kyle Flood audio from that first day of camp thing. Uh, and he mentioned, uh, I got the notes right here. He, one of his things that doesn't just allow freshmen to get on the field early, uh, but allows just, it, it, it defines who he picks to be that starting five. He wants them tough. He wants them smart and he wants them dependable. Um, I think that that fits the bill for someone like junior Angulau for sure with the tough part for sure with the t- smart part. What about his dependability at center? Because there were some things that, whether it be pass protection and some of the intricate details that went along with that, that even as a fourth-year junior, he struggled with. Do you think he can hold up that dependability at center? Because we we know he's pretty dependable with run blocking. He has been ever since he was at Salt Lake City East High School in a very in an option scheme. Do you think he can translate that same dependability to the center position? especially when it comes to some of the weak parts of his game? That's the biggest question, Joe, because we know Jake Majors has a good portion of that. So for, for, for Flood to want to come to move Angle out to that spot, I think speaks to his faith in Junior. And also remember in the spring when Junior started taking snaps uh, at, at center, uh, the, the, the reasoning behind that was – you know, they want to prepare Junior for the NFL to give him some some tape so the NFL can 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 view him from that spot because they felt like center's going to be his his spot at the next level. And so I'm not real sure if maybe this was Flood's plan the whole time, you know, just waiting to for the right moment and the right guys in the right position and the right right recruits to start mixing and matching. But that's exactly what he's doing. Uh, you know, Junior's got as much experience as anybody in the offensive line room, top to bottom. And that's valuable at the college level. You know, I was talking to Ian about it the other day, and he's like, Justin, you don't have to have everybody as an NFL offensive lineman to win the Big 12. And he's right. You really don't. If you look at Baylor in in Oklahoma State last year, Baylor had a great offensive line. Maybe two of those guys are going to be NFL bound. Oklahoma State, I don't know if they had any that that would be NFL bound. Maybe one. And and, and so – it was kind of you kind of had to look at it like wow you know you can win this conference and like Sark said they're focused on winning the big 12 that's where they're at now they're not in the SEC yet and so if this was if this conversation was two years from now it would be in a different tone it'd be a little bit of a different angle but for them wanting to win now for them being successful in this conference this season junior holding up is going to be the key and I you know like I said a guy it's hard you, you can't put a price tag on experience and and he's got something to prove junior wants to play at the next level. He's got something to prove not only to the team, but to himself. And I think that's a big motivating factor. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember in the spring junior was available to the media and he wants to, you know, his, he, he's keeping his options open as far as when he wants to take his mission. Cause he is a member of the LDS church, but I think he wants, you know, like you said, he wants to play at the next level. He's got tremendous football you know a love of the game and a love of the sport uh that you know you can definitely feel that in just watching him play uh but like you said it's it's having that reliability that dependability like Kyle Flood said at center that's uh, a little bit of the the thing that he has to prove um we talk about big humans a lot the smallest human at least on that first string line that we talked about that goes Karich Connor Angulao, Hudson, Jones is Karich. 
Uh, he he's someone that I think they may list at you know just above three hundred, but it, it that's not a weight that he's held easily if he's holding it at this point at all. Right. Kelvin Banks definitely a larger guy. Do you think we start to see maybe after this scrimmage? a little bit more Kelvin Banks, or is this a situation where Karich is, is able to potentially hold him off and uh, make Banks, you know, maybe have to earn it at another spot? You know, I think one thing Karich has as an advantage is his relationship with Quinn Ewers. And they're, they've been good friends for a long time. And I know that both of those guys want to be on the field at the same time. So Andre is, is motivated. And let's not forget, he may be the smallest of that first line O-line group, He's the meanest offensive lineman in the program right now. I mean, the guy is just flat out nasty. And that's what you want. That's that He's gotten by with his size because of that nastiness, because of that aggression. And so, but man, Kelvin Banks, you know, Karch looks like a good college offensive tackle, potentially more down the road. Kelvin Banks looks like a franchise left tackle that you take in the first round three years from now. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. He came in 6'5", 320, bouncing on his feet, ready to go. This was a highly prepared kid. I mean, he took those workouts that, that Kyle Flood and, and Tory Becton sent them last spring. He took those things serious. A lot of these guys came in like that. Cam Williams came in slimmed down from that. Malik Ogbo came in slimmed down. And so, Karch is going to have to – that's what you want. You want that competition. You want to have to make that decision. Is it going to be Karch? Is it going to be – you know? Or, or Kelvin Banks at left tackle and they slide Andre down to right tackle in front of Christian Jones. Like you want to have those conversations because that means there's competition. That means you've got depth. And that means you've got something, you've got something to shoot for. You've got, you've got something, a a bigger goal. And so it's going to be hard to hold off Kelvin. He just, you know, he's so quiet, Joe, he doesn't say much. He doesn't want attention, but once he straps his, his helmet on, he's a different guy. And he's just like you said, we saw him that first day. And I've seen Kelvin Banks in person for almost three years. <laughs> That's the biggest I've ever seen him. And so he, it's going to be a battle. I, 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 Man, I can't. It's going to be hard to see. Bank, I don't know if Banks is starting week one. And I think that's somehow some sort of an expectation with some fans. They feel like that, that he needs to be there to do that. But I don't know if that's the best bet right now. And, and, and I trust Kyle Flood in that regard. That If you're a Texas fan, you really do have to trust Flood when it comes to this kind of stuff. It, you, you don't want to throw him to Dallas Turner and Will Anderson the second game of his life. It kind of reminded me of Colt McCoy's first year. His second game at Texas was against Ohio, number one Ohio State. And it wasn't pretty. It wasn't completely ugly, but it wasn't pretty. And long term, it didn't affect him, but you can lose guys that way. And so, you know, Banks, he's going to go from Louisiana Monroe defensive ends and edges to 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 Will Anderson and Dallas Turner. You want to make sure he's ready for that, not just physically, but mentally. For sure. Um, Another thing that popped up on our radar uh, today, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic, probably one of my favorite college football reporters. 
he posted his annual freaks list and it used to be a, a handful of it was basically what you could consider a here's who to look for on next next year's draft board uh especially when it comes to combine stuff mm-hmm. of course most of these guys are good players I yeah. can't remember the last time Texas may have had somebody included on that. I know Brecken Hager, I think, was on there uh, in the 2018 season. I think I think that's right uh, because you know, as for as miscast as he was on the field, Brecken could do a lot in the weight room and uh, was was strong. He's just playing a position that probably man, he'd be a pretty good Jack right now. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, Texas had a player included on this list, and it was Roshan Johnson. Um, and Roshan, you know, I think there may have been an idea that maybe Bijan will be the one on that list. No, it, it was Roshan and, and Feldman praised uh, his ability to run the wildcat, to run between the tackles, to do all that. But there was a, a certain number uh, that he threw out there that I think is really surprising. Uh, maybe not really surprising, but, you know, you may not expect B or excuse me, Roshan Johnson uh, to be a, maybe a four, five or four, four guy. Who knows if he's that, but a lot of teams are going by top speed these days and, and how fast you can, once you get going, how fast you can get going. And right. it was 22.6 miles per hour. And that's at his six foot two, you know, 223 pound uh, weight right now. So um, that, that just, I, I think for all the great things we've heard about Rashawn Johnson this off season from Steve Sarkeesian calling him an alpha to every player kind of, almost deferring to him to see that he also has what Paul Wadlington, Scipio, Texas talked about your best athletes, your best players being your leaders. I think that it's huge for this team. And I think that, you know, his inclusion on Feldman's list also kind of indicates the NFL may be paying attention to him a little bit too, uh, for, you know, being able to play at the next level in some form or fashion. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that Feldman, put him on that list and, and and identified him as that because I think often with Texas fans and college football fans in general, they view Rashawn as the other back with Bijan. They were, they view Rashawn as he's the guy that'll do anything you ask. He's the hard worker. He's the leader. They forget he's got NFL talent. Like he's a legit NFL back. And I don't think we could have said that a couple of years ago. I think he's turned himself into that, Joe. We saw a, a dual threat quarterback in high school. I mean, I, I saw him three times his junior and senior year. And you could see those, that running ability, that cutback ability, the instincts to, 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 to move behind blockers and, and fine lanes. And he's just, he's, he's turned himself into a ready-made running back when he came in as a quarterback and too often people think, man, Rashawn, he's just a Jack of all trades. He can do the wild horn. He's Bijan's backup. He can catch out of the backfield. No, he's an NFL prospect. And I think you got to give Bruce Feldman credit for, for putting that out because if he runs a four five, we're talking about a guy that's getting drafted. We're talking about two Texas running backs getting drafted next year, theoretically. And that to me, I think is probably the, the most complimentary you can be about Rashawn yeah he's a leader yeah he's gonna he's gonna be the hard worker he did that under Brian Faircloth at, at Port Natchez Groves I remember talking to coach Faircloth about a couple weeks ago he's at Sulphur Springs now he said the same thing he's like this is a kid that showed up early every day coach Faircloth told Rashawn recently when his daughter turns 21 Rashawn is ready and he is ready for Rashawn to marry her he is ready for her him to take her hand and go so 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 too often I think 
we always view Rashawn of all the intangibles he brings, and we kind of neglect the actual NFL ability he's got and, and what he's turned himself into. And, and give give uh, Feldman credit for, for shining some light on that. And you, of course, you know, seeing that this morning and putting out a post on it, I think that just proves <laughs> that yeah, Rashawn Johnson's more than just an intangibles guy. This is a guy that could be an every down back, theoretically. Yeah, I think just I'm trying to think of the Big 12 right now. And aside from Texas, the team he's on, and maybe aside from Kansas State, he'd start at every other team. I don't think Tech, I don't think OU, I don't think TCU, I don't think Baylor, especially now that Brees Hall's gone, Iowa State. He would kill it at Baylor. In Kansas, West Virginia. Wide zone. I, I, I think Rashawn Johnson would start at basically, he would start at a significant, a majority of Power 5 schools right now. And that's true for a lot of Texas position players, despite the results last year. But I think that just speaks to, you know, he's a freak. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. And, uh, and Bruce Feldman put it pretty succinctly. And how many of those kids that have that ability would take the second fiddle? How many of those kids wouldn't just jump in the portal and go? We see it every day, year after year now. Any type of adversity, they're gone. But Rashawn, he invites that kind of stuff. And that's why he's so respected in the locker room. When he talks, people shut up and listen. And, and I go back to when we talked to him at the Big 12 Media Days and we asked him, you know, what was your inspiration of being this leader to kind of take this foot forward and, and be more vocal? And he said it was playing under behind Sam Ellinger. He said Sam was a great example about how you should be a leader on and off the field. And he said that was his inspiration and he knew the team needed it. And Rashawn just has it in him. Sark knows when you call a guy an alpha – that's about as complimentary you can get man to man. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right, Justin, you got to run in a second. Anything else or uh, just want to point people to inside Texas. Still got our 50% off special. You get that off an annual or a monthly subscription. Uh, please subscribe to, to this channel. Uh, Bobby, will have uh, some more content in the coming days, especially with some big recruiting decisions up. Anything else to add or uh, we about uh, ready to get out of here? And I think we've wrapped it up. I'll say this. Come see us at Inside Texas. There's a lot of recruiting going on. Big decision today with Cedric Baxter. Jordan Matthews' decision next week. We have updates on Jalen Hale, Damon Wilson, Jordan Hall. I mean, it's a one-stop shop. Come hang out with us. It's a lot of stars. All right. Thank you, Justin. Thank you for watching. Bobby Burton will have it next time. And uh, thank you for watching. Watch this on Texas football. Let's ride.